Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. When you made the decision to open the church back up, and I guess there's two parts. How what was that conversation like with the elders? And you know, were was everyone all? Was it one of those conversations where you you talked and realized we're already all on the same page? And then general consensus from just the congregation when we decided to open back up. What would you? How would you characterize the, mm. the attitude and the response from people? Yeah, no, that's great questions. Uh, first of all, it was a very unusual uh, set of circumstances in the sense, speaking of the elders, that I rely heavily on them as spiritual advisors to to me. And very, very rarely in the 11 years of pastoring the Oasis have I ever made a decision sort of unilaterally with, without them. But this was a decision that I just knew regardless of how they felt about it, that I needed to do it or else I was going to be disobedient. (laughs) So it was, it was one of those situations where it wasn't as much going in and asking their permission as, as much as it was guys, this is what the Lord wants us to do. But I will say, I think what helped there is I did know the hearts of my, my elders and my fellow leaders. And I knew that, they really didn't want to stay shut down and that they wanted to open back up. So I didn't really feel like there was going to be much resistance there. It was more maybe of a timing thing of, you know, only eight weeks or, you know, although some of them I think would have been fine if we didn't shut down at all. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it it was really not, that wasn't so much the issue. I, I never really, you know, obviously had problems with, any of the elders, in fact, all the leaders uh, of our ministries and, you know, all of that have been very supportive of the decisions that I've made during this and have backed, you know, me. Again, if I've gotten, I guess, criticism or resistance, it's been from people outside of our church who've heard of the way we're doing things or some folks within our church that just don't agree with the stances that we've that we've taken but for the most part, though, the reception has been incredible. I, the first Sunday that we came back from being shut down for eight weeks, it, it was like a revival. Sunday. That was a special time. It, it was like everybody just came back and was just so they they so missed the fellowship and yeah. being with each other that it, it was incredible. Our worship was amazing, and and every, and, and we've never really since then lost any momentum it's like that sunday was like a a standing stone and we just continued to build momentum throughout uh each and every week i look out there i mean we're getting new people our wednesday night is is growing more than it's ever grown before and just the enthusiasm that and i think if i can say something good that's come out of all this is i think people some christians have realized they were taking church and taking freedom to to assemble and all of that maybe a little for granted. And that when we shut down, it was like, we're not going to take that for granted anymore. And they've really engaged and really come back enthusiastic. 
Yeah, we were thinking some of some of the same thoughts there. I was going to say that I feel like from my perspective, that first Sunday, especially, but definitely in the ones that have followed too, there was it felt like there was such a sense of gratitude there where like people realized because they hadn't had it, just how special it is to be able to get together. Yeah. And yeah, you, you, you stop taking it for granted when you don't have it anymore, or even when you have it and there's the sort of constant looming threat that it could be taken away. Right. You, you, uh, you, you just, you see it differently. Yeah. So I want to ask you kind of in that same vein, because it seemed like people were tracking with this, but as a pastor, and this is kind of a philosophy of ministry thing, but what is it that you feel like the church is supposed to do as the church that required us to be meeting in person? Well, I, I, I think it's a biblical mandate. I, I, I take, um, what the author of Hebrews says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And again, I think I, I was I was at peace with God about doing it short term. And again, I, I've told even our leaders, I, I did that. I made that decision more not for us, but for the community to see that we were willing to be a part of, of that and to to again be accommodating and all of that, but at the same time, uh, we weren't going to shut down for long because it is detrimental to me to our spiritual life and to our spiritual walk. I, I think that we have to, as Christians, trust God that the, the things that He requires of us and says is best for us aren't just things that are good when everything's going good. They're still in place even during a pandemic, and we just have to go, okay, God, we're going to do what you've asked us to do as your people. We're going to come together. We're going to fellowship with each other. We're going to worship you, and we're going to leave the results of how all that falls out to you. And the incredible thing, too, is not to make it all about the pandemic, but we've had very, very, very few people in the Oasis even get covid and the very, very few people that have gotten it did not get it through contact at our church that mm-hmm. we know of. No one has. They got it outside the church and self-quarantined, stayed away, and then came back. And we really have not had issues with COVID, uh, even though we, the majority of our people don't wear masks and the majority of our people don't social distance. Um, it's just crazy. But to me, what that is, is that's God blessing us and protecting us. And I really felt like God said he would do that if I was obedient and reopening the church on May 17th, that he would watch over us and he would protect us. And that's exactly what's happened since May 17th. We've had very, very few issues uh, with that regard. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, fellowship and worshiping corporately and all those other things. And I feel like another part of that is uh, also service, right? If like mm. you can, you can sit on a live stream and you can theoretically, you can worship, uh, because that's a, that's a heart, uh, orientation that you have, you know, toward God, your spirit and his spirit together. Right. Although there is something about being in the same space. So worship is certainly enhanced when you are 
together and fellowship. I mean, that that's hard to do if you're not in person, although there's, I guess, ways around that people are doing zoom meetings and things like that. But what you almost can't replicate at all is service. If you're not physically there with each other, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that's, that's a big part. I mean, it's just the consumer mentality that a lot of churches have of you go to church to be fed or to receive something. But I don't know how many people actually miss uh, the, the giving of their time and, and their, their talent and resources and stuff through service as much as, Oh, I miss hearing the pastor. Well, like you can just listen to some really good podcasts or right. some sermons and stuff, and you can get good teaching remotely, but what you can't do is serve each other. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you have to be together in order to gain even the knowledge of how to serve. And, you know, all the one another passages in the new Testament, I mean, even praying for one another, well, how can I pray for that person if I don't even know what's going on in their life? Cause I'm not engaged with them anymore. If I'm distanced from them, if I'm isolating myself in my own house, I I don't know what's going on with my fellow brothers and sisters. Therefore, I can't pray for them. And like you said, I I can't serve them in some way. Um, Yeah, it's 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 been a paradigm shift, obviously. And and I don't think the world's ever going to be the same again. And I I don't think church is ever going to be the same. I, I think we are in a new season and we as church leaders and spiritual leaders are having to figure out how do we go on from here. Um, and I just think one of the, going back to my initial point, I think one of the big challenges is just the, the confusion and lack of clarity, even amongst the Christian community. Um, nobody has one voice that they're listening to, to, to determine how we handle this. They're all just trying to figure it out as, as we go. And I think a lot of uh, churches too, and, and ministries have allowed the, the world and the fear of the world and being intimidated by the world to determine their decisions as far as reopening and all of that. And I just, I don't think that that's how we should lead. I, I think we're primarily responsible to God and we have to let him because he's the head of the church, not anyone else. We need to let him be the one to direct us instead of others. 